Welcome to the Fixed Ops Hustle Podcast, where we talk about all things to help any automotive repair shops grow their business. Covering topics like leadership, emerging trends, technologies, processes, planning, financials, and marketing. And now your host, Marcus Aman. Hey, my name is Marcus Aman. Thank you for taking the time to view our podcast and listen to us across Apple Music and Spotify. Today, I have a special guest. It's our first episode of Fixed Ops Hustle presented by Shift Auto. And today we have Jason Benson, who's who's our first guest, first very ever guest here on our show. And I've known Jason for several years. He's got at least 15 plus years in the auto industry. He's done pretty much every job in the automotive industry from sales to finance to management. And he's got just a great background, um, you know, in the dealership land. And now he's a sales manager at the Hendrick Automotive Group. So everybody, please welcome Jason Benson to our show. How's everybody doing? Glad yeah. to be. Yeah. How many years, Jason, did you did you win like the elite presidential sales award? Seven years in a row. So seven in a row that's that's mighty impressive man that's a great job and uh obviously you you didn't get there just by showing up to work you got there because you 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 had big goals and dreams right yes sir you got it a lot of passion a lot of hard work excellent um so one of the first things that we want to do on this show and every show is always ask the person that we're interviewing what is a favorite quote that you have or a quote that you live by um my favorite quote is definitely the prayer um, something I live by every day. I have it up in my house uh, every day when I walk down the steps, and that's God grant, grant me the strength to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Um, that's how I live every day. And, you know, I come to work in positive attitude, speak to everybody in the dealership, and just try to make everybody's day better and help encourage everybody to do better. Well, beautiful. I love that, man. I, I like your beard too. You grew like a full beard. I didn't know who you were. I thought I didn't know if we were going to go cut lumber or something uh, <laughs> later on. It's um, a member beard. We just kind of kept it going. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, another question I'd like to ask you is one: like you've been in the industry for a while. So, who is somebody that has inspired you uh, to do just great things or continue in the automotive industry? Well, definitely uh, Bob Barber, um, one of my biggest influences, uh, biggest supporters. Uh, Scott Barley, our GM, gives me a lot of, learn a lot from him every day and try to take on a lot of his stuff he does and, you know, use it to my advantages. Um, and actually, Marcus A. Man, you know, I worked with Marcus over seven years and great, great mentor, great inspire and, you know, great motivator. Well, I don't know about myself, but I can speak about Bob and Scott and I can tell you that they're two of the best humans on planet earth and they know how to win and, and, and they definitely lead by example, both of them. Um, so let's talk about the key, the, the thing that we really want to talk about on this podcast is, you know, let's talk about leadership and the effects that leadership has on sales, on hitting your goals, on hitting your targets. You know, how do you, how do you, and, and at the Hendrick automotive group, how do you guys approach leadership and, what do you think that has the effect that has on sales? Well, definitely we try to use servant leadership. You know, we try to lead by example. We also try to lead in a great way and listen to our employees and not always try to be the one that's right. We want to be the one to make changes and in order to make changes, sometimes you got to admit you're wrong. So, Yep. 
I, I 100% agree. Um, you know, and, and there is a saying that the customer's always right, even when they're not. All, all the time. <laughs> right. Um, you know, during a pandemic, you know, we've been fighting this mess since what the you know March, right? So, March. what type of what type of challenges have you guys had in in you know leading the team? even if it was maybe like a remote team or giving people time off or trying to socially distance during this time, what are some of the challenges that you guys have had on the sales front, um, you know, as well as the service side? Well, we've had to get creative. We've had to do things we've never had to do before. Um, you know, more phone calls, more emails, more home deliveries, picking cars up, taking them back, just making customers feel safe. Also, you know, there's not people, we don't have as much traffic as we've been having but we've had to find ways to generate traffic other than just waiting outside for customers to come in. Um, it seems like, you know, through the pandemic, we've actually excelled this year, um, had a better year than last year, which is always, always a plus and uh, hopefully we continue to get better. Yeah. And, that, and we talk to a lot of dealerships or I do daily. I mean, I've talked, I've, I've spoken to five or six today, you know, with presentations and, you know, the, 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 the same words come out when we're, we're speaking is that they, the traffic is down. The, the, the car buying traffic is down. However, they're still having great months, right? They're still selling cars digitally, you know, um, and, you know, moving into the future. I mean, obviously you have to think about how you connect with, with the buyer of today and tomorrow. And, uh, you know, what, what channels are you reaching these customers across? I mean, obviously social is really big and, uh, you know, uh, providing a buying process that's digitally is important um, these days, right? So moving into the future, how do, what do you think leadership looks like uh, with customers changing, uh, the people that you hire at, at the store? I mean, what would you say the average age of a salesperson or, or, or dealership employee is now? I, I would say, you know, late 20s. Um, that would definitely be the age. And, you know, we're very thankful here at Barbara Hendrick Honda that we hadn't had a lot of turnover and we have a lot of seasoned guys here, but we do have a couple of new guys on. And, you know, training the new guys, you got, you got, to, you got to train them to the times. You got to train uh, people's time now, to me, is more important than anything. And finding time to, you know, get to the dealership, look at cars, fight the pandemic. We got to learn to, adapt to what's going on and and just make things easier on the customer i think yeah well great i, I love that and and um you know like during today today's time that we're we're working in and living in how would you how do you approach a, an employee that may you know have a, a, a an issue at home where they have a, a like maybe a parent or a kid or someone who's been tested positive for covid I mean, how do you how do you handle that? I mean, obviously, you have to have as much empathy as possible, right? Uh, you know, and 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 the the people come first, right? So, how do you guys like what? How do you handle that? Because I know it happens, right? So, how do you how do you handle that? What we do, and it's not easy to tell somebody they got to quarantine for ten days, but with you know what we've been doing is we've been providing them with shelter in place pay. So it's took off a lot of pressure of hey, you know, my my mom got sick, she lives with me. But at the same time, I don't want to come infect my friends, you know, my employees and, and or customers with the virus. So, you know, we've we've came up with a shelter in place pay. Uh, all our employees get paid the 10 days they are home. And uh, it just takes a lot of pressure off. We try to keep everything clean here. So, 
Yeah, well, you guys are, you know, heroes to a lot of people in the industry. I mean, you're, you're essential workers. So, you know, that's a big deal, man. Uh, the world can't move without cars. You know, it can't move without, without cars, without people buying them and without them being serviced. So, you know, from the salespeople to the management, to the technicians, to the service advisors, I mean, a dealership is very important in, in, in providing a way for customers to get from one place to another place. And today, with people moving out of New York City and places, moving out of these big metropolitan areas, car ownership is going going up, right? Oh, yeah. And, and, and so will car service, you know? So leading in the next few years, when you look at companies like Tesla, for example, right, that, that are direct to consumer, they even are direct to consumer for service. You know, how, how does that change the game for, for us at, at the dealership level? How do you lead through that? Um, you just, you try to keep everybody positive. You keep everybody on beat. And again, you try to make the customer's service or sales experience as easy and time consuming as possible. <laughs> You're going dark on us, man. Oh, Somebody, no. the I got, timer. I got, there we go. I got still too long. Yeah, the, the timer has cut you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't have too much longer here, only about nine more minutes. Um, so, you know, so give us a little backstory. I, I kind of did a brief, I don't know if I did you enough justice there at the very beginning, but tell me about how old you were when you got into the car industry, uh, the jobs that you've held, the mentors that you've had, uh, the best best months and the best years that you've had you know, what they look like and, and, and where you plan on going in 2021 and 2025. All right. So good, great question. Um, I actually started washing cars at 13 years old in my uncle's dealership. Um, washed cars until I was 18. Started selling cars at 18. Um, from the first month I started selling cars, I've been pretty much the top salesman everywhere I've worked. And reason being, I'm usually the first one here and the last one to leave. Um, come in early, leave late, wait on every customer I can, take care of every customer I can, and just, you know, try to take care of them down the road um, and just do the little things that, you know, you know, birthday calls, Christmas cards, just great, great follow-up that uh, other dealers don't do. Um, I've also, you know, done finance. Uh, I actually managed a used car lot for four years at CD's Automotive. Left there, um, I sold cars for Toyota. Uh, excelled there been with Honda now for almost eight years um, have been Honda gold for seven years and Hendrix president for seven years um, now I'm actually in a leadership role um, sales manager here um, have 17 sales when I'm in charge of and you know day to day we have a very very busy schedule here so um, next year my goals are to just make myself a better leader um, you know try to drive more business to the dealership Hopefully by 2025, I can be running a dealership. That's my goal. So um, I'm going to work hard and just do everything right to do that. So, yeah, well, I love that, man. You you have a, a goal in place. You want to you want to run a store. And that's fantastic because there's a lot of there's a lot of good things about running a dealership, running a store. Um, it's a lot of hard work um, and not a very not a lot of people can do it and be successful at it. So it takes somebody that is structured, very structured, like you are coming in at you know. 5:30 in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, like like I remember you coming in <laughs> to get to get going, get your day set up. That's what it takes. Um, 
you know, so you have a ton of salespeople, you know, well, I say ton, but you have 17 salespeople there working for you. You have other sales managers working there. You have the service, the service department on the other side of the shop. How do you get those guys in the morning? What do you do to motivate your team so yeah. that they produce the same type of results that Jason Benson produced when he was on the floor? Well, every morning, you know, I pretty much have the same, I do the same routine. I come into the shop. I speak to every mechanic. Every 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 detail employee, every parts part, every parts employee, every service writer, the service managers, the receptionist, um, just try to you know, good morning, how are you doing? Hope everybody's doing well. How are your kids? Just try to be real personal with them. Um, just tell them they're doing a good job. Pat them on the back, and you know, and with you know, with my salespeople, you know, all all of them are different. You know, every every one of them it gets motivated in a different way. You know, some of them you got to really pat on the back and stand beside them. Some of them you just lead by example, um, you know, and just listen to them, you know, listen to what they're saying sometimes over what you're thinking. Um, sometimes as a sales manager, you know, you got to, even when you know you're right, you got to be wrong. So just to, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and with what I'm doing now is, you know, I have a team of team of employees as well. And I have some salespeople, uh, well, I'll say salespeople, they, they have, everybody wears a hat, different hats at, at, with what we're doing. One minute you may be onboarding a customer, the next minute you're making, you know, 50 phone calls, you know, it's whatever it takes. Everybody has that job title. What is your job title with what we do? It's whatever it takes. That's what our job title is. So, um, you know, some people are, are better than others. Some people are learning. Maybe we took a guy that was in development. We just recently did that. He was in development and now we've moved him over to, to sales, you know, just because that was where the need was at in the business. We got through a big development push and now we're, now we're on a, on a full assault on cold calling. So now he's learning how to cold call. He's never done cold calling before, but Hey, we got some Grant Cardone training, man. And, and, uh, and, you know, we're, we're looking to 10 X this thing. X baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, we, we, we were, we've always followed Grant Cardone, haven't we? I mean, oh, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. even seven years ago, we were, we were talking about 10 X back then, you know, so John Maxwell, you know, I try to, I do get my minute with Maxwell every morning before I come to work and that kind of pushes me in the right direction also. Oh yeah, ab absolutely. And, and that's one thing I will say about the Hendrick automotive group for sure is that they do dis they do make sure that, the general managers and the staff there are disciplined on following a, a structured leadership program, um, especially with the John Maxwell program that, that they're enrolled in. I mean, it was it was great. I was learning stuff about myself. I had no no idea. I was learning also, too, that I wasn't as good as a leader as I thought I was. That's, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah. And, and, and if you're not if you're not failing every day, um, I mean, it's good to win. But if you're not failing at something every day, you're not trying. You're not. You're not trying hard enough. Um, you know, you just. You're just not. Uh, yeah. So, so it, with looking at looking at your goal for the end of the year, what is your goal? I mean, we only have what? How many working days we got left? We got. We got. We got a monthly goal that we got to hit. So it's. Uh, you know, hopefully we can stay strong through Christmas, maintain, and then the week after Christmas, just rock and roll. Yeah. How's the inventory levels right now? Inventory is great. Uh, we have, great. have a lot full of cars. As you know, the backfield is full of cars. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're ready. We're ready for the push. Yep. And how's, how's the used car stream? Used car, used cars are getting better. Um, we got, you know, we're, we got about 80 on the lot. Um, we got about six in the hold are coming up and we're steadily buying cars, trying to prepare for, you know, tax season and 
just trying to, you know, the goal was, like, of course, to have 100 used cars on the lot at all times and just trying to get back to that. It's been what are, Yeah, with, with COVID and, and uh, you know, Carvana and these other people in, in the market in the marketplace, what, what are the challenges that we see here with used car purchasing? I think the hardest thing used car purchasing is you purchasing them, of course. Um, you know, auction prices are sky high right now. Nobody has enough inventory. And, you know, people are just paying astronomical prices for used cars. Yeah. Well, it's 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 hard. Like a group like Kendrick who, you know, you go in and buy a car from the auction and then it comes into service and then you service it like it's supposed to be serviced, right? You put the tires on it and you put the brakes on it and you change the fluids on it like you should before you sell it to a customer, right? But but then you got too much money in it when the guy across, maybe, maybe the guy, you know, down the road, the used car lot just does the minimum safety inspection safety inspection to it and he's you know twelve hundred dollars below you on pricing you know so it is tough right um you know so that's why you know mining your service lane the equity equity part of your service lane is so important what steps do you guys are you taking now to try to acquire customers through the service lane well you know we we use the extreme database and we we work it hard you know, every every time a customer checks into service, it 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 messages my desk, and we push them over there to go 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 pitch them. Um, you know, we we definitely want to buy the cars that have been serviced here. We want to buy the cars that we know we can look at, look at look at them, touch them, feel them, smell them, and just you know get quality pre-owned cars. That that is our goal every day. So, yeah, and you're you're willing to pay more for a car that's gone through service, right? Because you 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 know the service history of it. You know that it was serviced there. The te the technician, maybe it was Chris Tucker that worked on it the entire time, or Ryan Boucher, or right. Michael Hamilton, or one of those guys, right? And and you know the, just the quality of that type of car is going to be better, of course, than one you would buy at Absolutely. an auction. Absolutely, out of doubt. So you know you buy from these auctions in different places. You don't know what you're getting till they get here. So. Um, on the sales side, what is one technology that you guys are using that that really helps you on a day to day basis? Um, you know, definitely, I, I would say our CRM, you know, e-leads that keeps everybody up to date. You know, it tells people when to call, when to email, you know, birthdays, anniversaries. You know, that's something, you know, if you if you live by it, it works. So. Yeah, it really it really sets sets you apart when a customer when your customer answers the phone and they find out that it's you calling, just telling them. Happy anniversary, you know, happy birthday. You know, happy birthday. You know, it really, it sets you apart, man. And that's, that's what it's all about. This is a people game. It's relationships. It's not, you know, it, it is sometimes product, but uh, most of it is just a people game. It's relationship based. Right. So Mr. Barber told me it's not what you know, it's who you know. Exactly. I think he's got, he's in a book about, about that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look, so I appreciate you joining this call, man, and being part of this podcast, the very first one. I mean, we could sit here and talk for hours, but I know you're busy and you got stuff to get to, and so do I. But thank you for being part of this. You know, this is kicking it off. We're going to be interviewing. I mean, I have just an unbelievable amount of guests that are going to be on this show. I've got the head of the Fixed Ops Roundtable uh, or the co-founder of Fixed Ops Roundtable, Mike Vogel, is going to do it. I've got a guy named Dave Foy, who's uh, Dave Foy is uh, – uh, he's the uh, fixed ops mastermind group over on LinkedIn. He's a great individual. I've got the national director of service operations for mobility works. I've got Jeremiah Foy, Foy with Hunter engineering is going to be on, be on the uh, call next week. And I've just got a slew of other people that are going to be joining it too. So, That's you know, awesome. 
Thank you for having me. Yeah, we, we look forward to interviewing people that are actually working in the field as well. That's something that, you know, there's a lot of great people that are providing a lot of great content out there. Uh, Ted Ings with a fixed ops roundtable, um, Automotive State of the Union. There's a lot of great uh, uh, content out there in the industry. But one thing that I see missing is, you know, th- th- there's not a lot of people interviewing the people that are actually working in the stores. Right. So I think it's important to talk to you guys and, and understand the challenges that you may face. And, 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 and maybe we can learn something. You know, maybe I can learn something, you know, so I appreciate you joining the call, taking the time to do it. You're a friend of mine uh, and uh, and you will remain a friend of mine. And I appreciate you taking the time to do this, man. And I got some sauce for you, too. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I'm going to plug his barbecue sauce on this on this show. He made me some barbecue sauce. I went to one of my friend's house who who he's like, try this barbecue sauce. And I tried it. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. He says, you'll never guess who made this barbecue. Hey, sauce. You still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, Marcus. Yeah. Anyways, he had some great barbecue. Hey, sauce. buddy, I lost you. <laughs> well, thank everybody for, for tuning in and joining. It looks like Jason's having some technical difficulties here, uh, but again, I appreciate I appreciate you taking the time to view this. We'll do we'll do um, as many of these a week as we can. Um, the goal is to just speak to people. And we maybe we'll learn something about the car industry. Maybe we'll make some connections. Maybe we'll learn a lot together. And maybe you can learn something by listening to these people. Again, my name is Marcus. This is the Fixed Ops Hustle podcast, episode number one. Thank you.